This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Sign up for your McDonald's app or whatever. Uh huh. There's always a catch. You know you what have I mean? To sign up for the app. Yeah, yeah, they want you to sign up for the app to get a small fries. <laughs> uh, but today is National French Friday. Hey, good morning, Joanna Barba. Good morning, Bud. Your guess, will Nico show up in the next 60 seconds or not? That's the, the over-under. 60 yeah. seconds. One no. minute from now. He won't He won't have made it. Okay, go. I'm starting the clock right now. All right. Nico, in case you're, you're listening. <laughs> He's you, listening got, on the way in. you got 50 seconds to prove Joanna wrong. <laughs> we got a couple of weeks to plan for this, but it's going to be a big back-to-school expo event presented by Western Tech, and it's going to be at Silla Vista Mall, and that is Saturday, August the 6th, tax-free weekend. So we plan the back-to-school expo to coincide with tax-free weekend in Texas. Western Tech and Coca-Cola Southwestern Beverages present El Paso's Back to School Expo featuring student activities and exhibits, uh, exhibitions on the YMCA performance stage, giveaways at the Johnson's Jewelers Prize Tent, plus the uh, Texas Kids Dental Coloring Contest. A lot of things for kids of all ages. From the uh, little bitty ones all the way to the ones that are already thinking about college. And scholarship opportunities courtesy of El Paso Electric. So to find out more about that, go to klaq.com and plan on joining us for the Back to School Expo at Silla Vista Mall. That's Saturday, August the 6th. Coca-Cola Southwest Beverages Western Tech present special thanks to Yes We Do Hair and Somewhat Energy, produced by Townsquare Media. Get educated on the Back to School Expo. 2022 at klaq.com. Going to be continued hot this week. We've got a prediction of in the 100s every day this week. At least 100, sometimes 102, 101 possibly. And uh, me with no no AC yesterday. Still yeah. old. Uh, I, I think I found somebody who's going to come out and uh, possibly get it. It's free on issue. So, okay. Yeah, you know, All right. The Freon is the stuff that that makes it cold. Right. Been, that's the, the best thing I that can explain. Makes it. <laughs> that's the, it's the thing that makes it cold. It's, um, well, at least you know what it was. Have you ever frozen towels in the freezer? Yes, I have. My girlfriend keeps telling me, you know, uh-huh. there are there are tens of thousands of people in Juarez where it gets mm-hmm. just as hot as it does in El Paso mm-hmm. who don't have any kind of climate control in their house. And maybe this is going to make me empathize with those folks. <laughs> and where you're like, no. You no. Know, <laughs> I'm on this side. I got, I, I got money. I I'm have to an just, American. I'm an American. <laughs> hey, look who's here. It was a little more than 60 seconds. <laughs> Presenting his 
his lateness. Sir Nicholas Jimmy. It was in 60 seconds, though. No, it wasn't. It was like in th- three of those. Three. It was in 120. Really? Yeah, it was in 120 plus 60. Minutes. It was in 180 <laughs> seconds. That's what it was. Damn it was it. three minutes. But you, you're listening. Nick goes like, it felt way. like 60 seconds. It felt like 60 seconds. I was running for part of it. time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Good morning. So we're going to have some sound clips, and we're going to hear from some of the parents. A video was leaked to the media <gasps> oh my from Uvalde, and I don't know if you saw any of it. But I saw some of it. Like for 74 minutes, 70 some, 74 minutes, the police officers are inside the school. You know, because you'd seen the video of some of the officers outside the school. Those were just the ones securing the perimeter. Right. Oh. Which means not letting parents run in and actually do something, since the cops weren't going to do anything at some point. You think they're like, yeah, go ahead. Right, go get your kids. Right. Now, the video isn't of any shooting or anything graphic, right? They're shooting. You don't see you, a kid get it, hit. Right. And they, the version that I saw, and there are different versions. There's a, there's a full version that, the, like the Austin Statesman General uh, newspaper got and some media sources. The ones they're releasing, if you've seen it, like on Facebook uh, or something, are are edited down so they don't show the entire 74 minutes but there are some that show and it's from a camera that was in the school so it doesn't follow the cops when they eventually eventually after over an hour go down to the classroom and shoot the gunman so it doesn't follow them anywhere but you can definitely see what one of the things that stood out to me was these guys were twiddling their thumbs so much at one point one of the officers Goes over and uses the hand sanitizer. Just does his hand. I guess if you're going to have your thumb up your butt, you want to make sure it's real sanitized. Yeah. And are they listening to what's going on in the classroom at this point? You can hear the gunshots. Oh, my God. At one point, some of the officers kind of timidly go down the hallway, and you hear some gunshots, and boom, they come running out like at 40 miles an hour. They run away from the gunshots? Yeah. Yeah. So they hear the gunshots going on. There are a couple of things going on at the same time. Number one, you just see how, what a failure of the police department in Uvalde and all the police that were there. Uh, you see what a failure it was. Also, the parents who had kids that died, they they wanted the the this footage to be released, but they wanted to see it first. They wanted to get a chance to see it before it just, the, the way that most of the parents ended up seeing it, got shared on Facebook because they're in these Facebook facebook mm-hmm. together and they saw this video or the you know some version of it released well the social media like everybody else the mayor of uvalde said that he wanted or this was yesterday or the other day that he wanted the video released to show that dps officers were on scene as well it wasn't just it uvalde. Definitely, it def- the, the video i saw kind of told you hey some of these people are state highway patrol some of them are dps which would also you know be the state police some of them are uh, so that it, the I guess police. Uvalde. I guess the mayor of Uvalde wanted to point out it wasn't just Uvalde police in the hallway waiting. Right, there were a lot of other people there. If somebody had wanted to kind of take command, there was ample opportunity for some of the other agencies. Well, the Texas Colonel or the person in charge of it, Texas Colonel McGraw, right? McGrew. Uh, he's the one Steve that was blaming McGrew. the Uvalde police for not. But, but some of his guys showed up. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and what it sounds like ended up happening. You're, you know, you think about it, and you think, well, somebody should have just said, "This is BS." I'm going to go down there. Apparently, that's what happened. 
mm-hmm. after 74 minutes, somebody eventually was like, this, you know, we're, we've been out here an hour. We're hearing these gunshots go off. We know that he's in there with kids. I'm just, I'm just going. No, that, that, uh, I had told you what happened with the guy that actually did it, right? The Border Patrol agent that was part of ICE. I mean, not ICE, um, B- Bortac. Bortac, which is their special Yeah, he had, uh, he had his, unit. His, his wife and daughter were at the school. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, he, it wasn't a matter of, oh, I figured out, like, oh, it's time to go in that. Like, the second he got on scene. So he, this guy who went in, he got there and... He wasn't out there waiting with him no. for these 74 No, he minutes. got there, and the second he got there... I'm going like, to go in. Yeah. So... He told him, you guys can try and stop me. Right. Wasn't there even a possibility that they might have tried to punish him for skipping the chain of command or whatever? Yes. The, uh, there, there were initial calls for him to be punished. All right. So there's a lot of criticism of law enforcement, not just limited to the Evalde police force, but it goes uh, beyond that. There are questions about this uh, being run on the media uh, before the parents got a chance to see it. Uh, But the video was leaked. Uh, We don't know who it was leaked by, but if you haven't seen it, you'll probably come across it uh, today. Joanna, did we talk about entertainment news? I can't remember. I don't think we did. No. All right. Why don't you preview what's coming up on entertainment news? Sure. Chris Hemsworth didn't eat meat before a kissing scene with Natalie Portman, and it's all because she's a vegan. Yeah, vegan or not, she had a mouthful of tongue there. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was this was it a real sloppy kiss? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was passionate kiss. Very passionate. And. Uh, Albuquerque has decided to build statues in honor of their two most famous meth dealers. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out more about that, too. (laughs) Walter White and... Jesse Pinkman. Okay, so... From the show. That's right. They're going to be Walter and Jesse statues in Albuquerque that we'll find out more about. Uh, What else in the news today, Nico? What do you think we're going to be talking about today in the news? We're going to hear more uh, facts coming out about Donald Trump and Elon Musk. I don't know if you know about the war of words that's heating up between them. Uh, I think Trump called Musk a BS artist. That was yesterday. Oh, a lot's happened since, since then. then. Oh. Since then, he has said that... And Elon's fired back at Trump? No, this is Trump firing back at Elon. Because okay, cause Trump called him a BS artist at his rally. And then I on think Saturday. Elon said it's time for Donald Trump to, to f- sail into the, sail into the Put sunset. up his hat. He also said, no, I never said I would vote for you or, or voted for you. He fact-checked him. Well, Donald Trump said, uh, Elon Musk, I, I could have told him to drop to his knees and beg, and he would have done it. He said that before about Mitt Romney. He said that before about some women that work for him. There's this fantasy that Donald Trump has, and one recurring theme is people dropping to, to their, their knees. knees. Either begging or performing a sexual feat. I don't know what it is, but I've heard this. This is one of his go-to things. I feel like it's the idea of prostrating yourself if I behind. Tell, prostrating yourself in front of him. It's like prostrating I, yourself. Prost- I said, I've said prostrating. I, I know, but I said pr- prostrating. <laughs> <laughs> Given what we're talking about, uh, just the idea of dropping to your knees and begging. You know, he's he said that that's the case with Mitt Romney, but all, all of it's conjecture. I could have told Elon Musk to, to drop, drop to his, his knees, knees and beg, and he would have 
done it. Every time Trump goes there, I think there's some kind of implication, like he's leaving out the part. If I told him to drop to his knees and <laughs> just knowing what I think I know about Trump and kind of the mind, way his mind works, I I think that's probably what's going on in his mind when he says stuff like that. So, so Elon Musk now and Trump are have, but they they can't be having it on Twitter, right? Because Trump's not allowed on Twitter. No, all of Trump's things are coming off his true, true social, social, but then kind of getting refiltered. Yeah, you know? right, because it hits the news and then people, right. Share it, uh, so it does end up being on Twitter. All right, so we'll see. Maybe there's going to be more stuff that comes out from that. All right, we've got a lot coming up on the show today. Today is Wednesday, everybody. We're at the halfway point of the week. All right, stop what you're doing. Even if commuting for a song about Wednesday Hump Day, I know it's funny, but Wednesday was coming. See, our world. And uh, just taking a look, it, it looks like we're going to be at or over a hundred. Every day this week, uh, 100 for today's high temperature, mostly sunny. And we're going to see another 15% chance of rain probably this evening is when the biggest bulk of that rain would be coming through. But about a 15% for the coverage area. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, near 100, right around or at 100 uh, tomorrow. And a 15% chance of rain through most of the day. And then once we get past Thursday, it looks like that's it for the rain. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, mostly sunny. Going to have a lot of sunshine. Look for those high temperatures and just be aware to you know stay hydrated. And make sure you cool down every now and then. Because we've got 102 Friday, 102 Saturday, 103 on Sunday. Um, so it's going to be tempting to get out and enjoy the nice weather, but uh, remember that it is exceedingly hot, and you want to take it easy. El Paso weather is brought to you by Wet and Wild Water World. And don't forget, if you're looking to cool off this summer, get a great deal on Wet and Wild tickets when you buy them a week and more or more in advance online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. Uh, Jill Biden apologized for remarks she made in San Antonio over the weekend for saying that Latinos are as unique as San Antonio breakfast tacos. (laughs) This was during a speech to the nation's largest Hispanic civil rights and advocacy organization. Uh, Jill, Jill Biden's spokesperson said the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community. So, yeah, it it certainly didn't come off as a very eloquent statement. And to be honest, it it really had a real, like, Trump eating taco salad. Because we're all tacos. Because we're all tacos. (laughs) It had that kind of vibe. It did. It it, it kind of had that, oh... Uh, white people can only relate to you by your most broad stereotypes, that kind of thing. I, let's just say I've seen a lot of Latino comics posting on Facebook saying things like, Good morning to all my breakfast tacos. <laughs> uh, here are those comments. Also, she she mispronounced a, a word that you're you're expected to know, especially if you know anything about New York City. You're supposed to know what a, what a bodega is. The diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, 
and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Now, if if you haven't heard the term bodega before, but that's just kind of a, a store that they have. It doesn't have to be in the Bronx. It can be Queens and Manhattan's got plenty of bodegas, but just kind of a a little store on the corner that you get some food. Usually there's alcohol there. They might have a sandwich shop. Ah, I forgot you were a longtime resident of New York City. I did. I resided there for an entire almost week. One time on vacation. <laughs> on vacation? <laughs> Buzz takes his daughter and girlfriend to go and is like, mm-hmm. I taught him how New York works. Yeah, I, I told him how I New York works. I taught him New York works. All right? I tell him you can't stop in the middle of the sidewalk and talk. Yeah, this is what, <laughs> this is what I learned from my time vacationing here as well. When you get on the subway, if you've got a big bag, because almost everybody's carrying around a knapsack, basically, you don't put that on the ground. You keep that up on your shoulder because that... It it blocks people. Yeah, it blocks people. There are just certain rules to New York. But a bodega, (laughs) you know, the fact that Joe Biden doesn't know how to pronounce bodega is a completely separate thing. But then to say, and the way she says it, like, oh, I'm really going to score some points with these Mexican-American people. As beautiful as the blossoms of Miami. Here it comes. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Just the delivery, like, oh, watch them weave some Jill Biden. Watch watch me wield uh, wield some Jill Biden magic here and really impress people with my rhetorical skills. Yeah, I think she thought it was cute. Yeah, she should ask for a second opinion going forward. Yeah, and I've seen the breakfast tacos in San Antonio. Those are burritos, so get it right, Jill. It's a flour tortilla, and it's rolled. It's a burrito. It's a burrito. As unique as a breakfast taco. Aren't all breakfast tacos the same? No, there's a lot of different kinds. What kind of taco would you be? Potato. I'd be (laughs) like a microwavable burrito. And I know uh-huh. that's closer to what she's talking about. Probably. I'd be a huevo con chorizo one. The reason I would be would a be microwave Huevos a la mexicana. That's what I eat probably four days out of five. I heat up a microwavable burrito. And they do say you are what you eat. So that is the kind of taco I would be. The microwavable kind. A 90-second microwave burrito. Uh, let's take a look at what else is happening. Joanna is going to have our entertainment news on the way coming up in just a few minutes. And we'll be getting to some neckline calls. If you want to give us a call in the studio, here's that telephone number, 915-910-4995. Again, that is 915-910-4995. Amazon Prime Day continues. You get your Roomba, Joanna? No. Oh. Yeah, I'm a little let down. Yeah. Why didn't you get your Why didn't you get your your Roomba? Insufficient funds. Um, What if I paid you in advance for a few weeks of? (laughs) Hey, take it. Doing my air checks. It barely pay me on time. So. Yeah, but what if I did pay you in advance? That's just a win-win this, for you. This might be a good one, a good uh, deal for like you. I feel like there's a catch, so I'm going to say no. Thank you. Well, well, sure, there's a catch, but what? I mean, maybe it's worth it. Probably not. <laughs> I will not be indebted to you. Exactly. Yes, yesterday was Prime Day, and today is also Prime Day, so Prime Day spans two days. 
And experts say that they expect Americans to spend somewhere around $7.7 billion on Amazon purchases over the course of these two days. It's Amazon Prime Day, which means it's time for the hottest deals around. Get great bargains on all sorts of items, appliances, clothing, you name it, it's on sale. Oh, cool. What about gasoline? Huh? No, of course not. But now you can get hot deals on watches, jewelry, and even... Gasoline? What? No, we can't ship you gasoline. But socks? You can get great deals on... I don't care about socks. Can you ship me gasoline? Just put it in a bucket or something and send it to me for cheap? Not only is that dangerous, (laughs) it's illegal. We won't tell anybody. Yeah. It'll be our little secret. Look, just put some gasoline in a plastic bag and put it in a box that says definitely not gasoline. Nobody will ever know. Fine, I'll send you some gasoline. Nice. At a 1% discount. Huh? Hey, man, gas is expensive. Why should you get a deal when I can't? Oh, come on. Amazon Prime Day, going on now. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to find out why Albuquerque, the city of Albuquerque, is making a statue to meth dealers. Yeah. Actually, more than one statue. Oh. These are pretty famous meth dealers, though. So that's coming up in just a few moments. Joanna has entertainment news on the way. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show for your Wednesday is coming up right after this. The Morning Show that's live and local. All right, Joanna's got entertainment news headed our way. We're going to find out about those statues in honor of two notorious meth dealers that's that are being constructed in Albuquerque in entertainment news coming up. And uh, this week is the British Open, or just the Open, if you prefer. And Tiger Woods is throwing some shade at some, <laughs> some of the golfers who've gone over to the LIV or 54, 54 or Live Tour. Not exactly sure. So we'll get to those coming up in a few minutes. KLAQ presents Q Connected every Sunday night. It's our local rock and new rock feature show. We're going to hear brand new songs from I Prevail and Beartooth this Sunday. Daniel Paulus is your host, and he keeps his finger on the pulse of local rock and borderland bands that are going to be featured this week are Go Axe Alice, Late Night Drive Home, and Steel Lake. That is Q Connected every Sunday from 5 to 7, brought to you by The Rock House at 9828 Montana. Follow them on Facebook for a schedule of all their shows, including Blacktop Mojo, playing The Rock House July 19th. Q Connected Sundays 5 to 7 on 955 KLAQ. I think uh, all this thing about the Saudi Arabian golf tour and the fact that some of the players are going over there and some of the players that aren't are trying to throw shade in the most polite golf acceptable way that they can think of. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tiger has confirmed that he's going to play in the British this week and he's already at St. Andrews. Uh, and he had comments on the LIV, which we believe is 54. We think it's Roman numerals, right? Did we ever confirm that? Um, I don't think we ever did. <laughs> Confirmed what, what's going on with this LIV golf tour. Uh, Tiger said a lot. And a lot of what he had to say had to do with Greg Norman, who St. Andrews disinvited Greg Norman from this year's 
open. Joanna, can you believe that? As a former champion, mm-hmm. you're automatically invited. Right. But they disinvited him specifically oh. over this. And oh, my God. Gre- I think Greg, Greg Norman said it was very petty. Know, right? uh, so, this is golf. So, well, let me just let you hear what Tiger had to say about it. I disagree with it. Um, I think that uh, what they've done is they've, they've turned our, their back on what has allowed them to get to this position. Okay, he had a lot more to say, but none of it, you know, was in your face. None of it was vitriolic, you know. But most of it, I I found myself agreeing with a lot of what Tiger Woods had to say. Uh, he reminded everybody that Greg Norman tried to have a competing golf tournament back in the early 90s, back before Tiger was even on tour. This was something that Greg Norman had tried before. And Tiger had said, uh, I guess the the live tournaments are 54 holes of golf as opposed oh. to 72, so only three days. Three, three rounds would be 54. That makes sense. Well, I mean, for the name, I don't know if it makes sense for golf for you. Oh, oh, right. Since they only play 54 holes of golf, maybe that's why they call it the 54. <laughs> oh, my God. It just dawned on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like how they have that three-on-three basketball league, uh-huh. and they call it the big three. <laughs> the clue is right there in the name. The 54. Now, it didn't click until just yeah. now. Yeah. Look at that. All right, look at that. Tiger also said he didn't like the idea of having music blaring. So, I, I, is that part of the deal for the Saudi Golf 54 tour? Oh, is that they're going to have? I hate it, man. Like when you go to a golf course and somebody's playing their music too loud, or or then if you're playing in a group and that person's like, "Hope nobody minds. I brought my boombox along," and they're just, like, <laughs> you hate it, don't you? I hate it. I wish it were like an official rule at golf courses. Just leave your radios at home, people. I remember in Happy Gilmore, specifically them having signs that said, quiet, please, yeah, quiet. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of Happy Gilmore's fans didn't care. They would just... Woo! Yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Tiger likes the idea of music blaring while a round of professional golf is going on either. Time to get to our entertainment news headlines and notes from Hollywood. Rumor, gossip, innuendo, it's all fair game. (laughs) That's just how Joanna rolls. Good morning, Joanna Barba. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Top Gun Maverick is in its seventh week of release and it's still hoovering up cash. The movie ending leaves things open for a threequel, and lo and behold, that may wind up happening sooner rather than later. In an interview with Entertainment Tonight, one of the film's top supporting actors, Miles Teller, says that it's all up to TC, a.k.a. Tom Cruise, and that they're already in talks to bring Maverick back. Teller said, quote, it's all up to Tom. I've been having some conversations with him about it, and we'll see. So maybe he'll get another chance to get sick in front of Tom Cruise. Mm. Remember, they found that stuff in his blood and he got like an allergic reaction. No, what did they find in his blood? The only thing in Miles Teller's blood that I know of is Mm. acting. (laughs) (laughs) A new cast has signed on for the next season of Black Mirror. 
Netflix's hit anthology series is gearing up for its long-awaited return and has lined up a star cast for season six. This show is now believed to be in production, and sources indicate that the new faces joining the show are Zazie Beetz, Josh Harnett, Aaron Paul, Kate Mara, Danny Ramirez, Clara Rugard, and Auden Thornton. This casting specifically spans three episodes, and it's understood that more actors will join up for further episodes of the show. Specific details about stories are still being kept under wraps, but season six will have more episodes than season five, which compromised of just three episodes. Yeah, that was a letdown. It was, and then they were like super long. Well, they were super long. The one with Miley Cyrus was the best one. Yeah, probably. And then wasn't there one where like uh, there was one that was like a choose your own adventure. Bandersnatch. Yeah, I couldn't get through Bandersnatch that. Bandersnatch was a completely yeah, different a thing from thing. the season. That was a movie. Like right. not, not related yeah, to the Yeah, but I think they were then, released close to each other. They were released close to each other. But so then, it seemed like it was part of the season. Bandersnatch was, uh, they portrayed it as a choose your own adventure. But then if you chose something that didn't work, they would tell you, are you sure you want that choice? Go back and try again. Really? No, because I remember messing up a bunch of times and then having to start all over. No, it would tell me, like, mm, are you sure you want this one? Go back and try again. That's not like I said, your I, I didn't enjoy it enough to, to go through the whole rigmarole. So that's the one episode of Black Mirror that I didn't finish is the Choose Your Own Bandersnatch version. Mm-hmm. Oh, Miles Teller had jet fuel in his jet blood, fuel, by the way. Jet fuel, that's uh, what he had. Yeah. And then he got an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman says that Chris Hemsworth refrained from eating meat before one of the kissing scenes in Thor Love and Thunder because she's vegan. And she didn't even ask him to. In an interview, she said, quote, the day we had a kiss scene, he didn't eat meat that morning because I'm vegan and he eats meat like every half hour. Like, that was so thoughtful. He's just a very nice person. Aww. Thor co-star Tessa Thompson was in the interview with Natalie when she said that and added, quote, I didn't even know he could go without eating meat. He's just like eating bison in the morning. That's so sweet. That's what Tessa said? Yeah. I didn't know he could go without eating meat. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, how big of a deal is it for somebody to refrain from eating meat before kissing? So you think, oh, that's probably normal for what most people. What did he do, skip a meal? Right. Or a he, day? It just says he didn't eat that mo- meat that morning. A week? How long does it take to get so the meat molecules out of your mouth so you could so you <laughs> kiss Queen Amidala? But I, guess, <laughs> but I guess according to them, it sounds like he's like on a eating program where he has to constantly be right. taking well, protein. You, you don't have, you can't get that the kind bulk, of bulk yeah. that he has without without eating some animal produce. A lot. <laughs> a lot <of> <laughs> well, he didn't eat it that morning. I mean, you so could be fit and healthy vegan. as a vegan. You could definitely sure, be fit yeah. and healthy, but you can't be like rippling with muscles like Chris Hemsworth is <laughs> on a vegan diet. <laughs> Finally. They should have a Mr. Vegan Bodybuilding, yeah. Let's see. Tournament like, is like only people that you can do all the drugs you want, <laughs> just no pose. meat. Yeah, just you could out. be a contender for all they know. You might be one yeah. of like the top guys. This is what a <laughs> vegan bodybuilder body- <laughs> looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the city of Albuquerque is honoring its two most famous meth dealers with bronze statues. Obviously, it's. 
Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. The show's creator, Vince Gilligan, had the statues commissioned in 2019, and now he's giving them to the city because that because that's where the show takes place. And they'll be displayed in the local convention center. There's also going to be a ceremony on the 29th of this month, and Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul will stand along with some other special guests. I wonder if it's going to end up being one of those statues that doesn't look good. Have you ever seen the Lucy one? Oh, the Lucy one. The is Lucy bad. one's bad. The Ronaldo one is bad. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> do people really want like who live in Albuquerque want strangers to come into their airport or their city and be like, "Look at our"? There are so many tours yeah. that are. Like, I think they oh, fully embraced. Yeah, they Breaking embraced Bad. It. So I mean, they're not now. real meth dealers. No, but it is saying, why did you <laughs> it's set this? show, Nico. Yeah, I know, but why did you set it here? Oh, well, Albuquerque seems to have a really bad drug problem, actually. I mean, it does. <laughs> well, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. They do have a terrible drug problem. Yeah. Uh, the closer you are to where I-25 and I-40 intersect... That's where that I is. I think they the call epi- it the war zone. That or is the, the epicenter of yeah. everything they that's wrong with Albuquerque. The, the war zone or something. Because remember last year, I was doing, Buzz was making fun of me because I had a gig out there and I was doing a rehab center. <laughs> You you were at, you did a gig at a rehab. Remember that one I did a last. Remember and yeah, and it was it like was, right in the middle of that downtown area. And it called was a paid gig. Too. It was a real big. Right. And isn't it scarier than hell down there? It was kind of scary. We had security <laughs> for the event. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah. So it's weird for them to be like, you know what? We really want to show off the good side of Albuquerque. Let's show them how we have meth dealers and how our drug problem is, you know, now national news. It was a good show. What can I tell <laughs> you? But it was, it's a very beloved show, you know. It is, right? It's going to get tourism. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul issued a statement saying that they're glad the statues will be inside so they'll be, quote, protected from pigeons depositing their critiques <laughs> on our heads. <laughs> and with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. New from the Franklin Mint, you've seen the new Breaking Bad Meth Maker statues. Whoa, Walter White and Jesse are cooking up another batch of blue meth. Nice. <laughs> we'll get ready for our new Narcos commemorative plates. I love the attention to detail on this plate. You can really see the bloodshed caused by the cartel. Plus our new Ozark commemorative coins. I collected all of them, and let me tell you, all the killing on these coins sure do hit the spot. New Narcos commemorative plates and Ozark commemorative coins from the Franklin Mint. Available now. Do not readjust. The KLAQ Morning Show will be back right after this. If opening your doors every month have you going, what? It's time to go solar with SunWatt. SunWatt sells solar panels. They install them. Make sure your home runs on the clean energy provided. They also service panels. Not only theirs, they'll service panels that you got from a different company. Maybe a company that wasn't as reliable or transparent. The Emmy nominations came out yesterday. So we'll take more time to go through them in the next hour, but just kind of hitting the highlights uh, here. Succession, HBO Succession leads all Emmy nominees with 25 nods. Oh, cool. You almost everybody, that, almost every, yeah, I, I watch most of the first season. That doesn't mean you're into it. Yeah, I got freaked out. 
by the weird sex things. Yeah, some of the weird sex stuff. And I, I the told, first season doesn't even have a lot of sex. That's why I told Joanna, and she was like, "What are you? Ta- what is he talking about?" Like Nico was telling me this as I finished the first season, and I'm like, "What is he talking about?" Like how. Karen Culkin's character tries to hook up with the older lady at their organization. That doesn't happen in the old. first season. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe the reason I didn't really get it is I was watching the second season. Yeah, first. maybe. <laughs> uh, Apple's Ted Lasso and HBO's The White Lotus each got twenty nominations. Squid Game picked up fourteen nominations, including Best Drama Series. And uh, Stranger Things, they're saying, got snubbed, Joanna. And I say that because I know you're a big Stranger Things fan. Interesting. Did not get nominated for Best Drama Series. Oh, it did get nominated. Sorry. Stranger Things did get nominated for Best Drama. None of the actors. But, yeah, a lot of people are saying that Sadie Sink deserved a nomination. Now, uh, who is Sadie Sink? Is is that a character? Yeah. That's the character's name or that's the actor's name? Max is her name. Oh, okay. Uh, Only Murders in the Building is up for Best Comedy Series, and both Steve Martin and Martin Short were nominated for Emmys for acting, but not Selena Gomez. Good for the other two. Dave Chappelle's controversial Netflix special, The Closer, got two nominations, one for Best Variety Special, one for Director. I guess that'll probably be controversial, right? If he wins the Best Variety Special. The Emmys are going to air live on September 19th on both NBC and Peacock, and we'll go a little more in-depth there. Join at KLAQ.com. Tell me what's going on in this video. It's a lady, and she's got kind of like a bracket, and she's or a pyramid, really. And wow. she's revealing the Texas cities, and everybody's like, this is just so wrong. Everybody's saying it's yeah, just it's messed a, up. It's like a ranking order of the Texas cities in the form of a pyramid. So, like, think of, like, cheerleaders. Who's going to be on the bottom? Who's going to be in the middle? Who's going to be on the top of that pyramid? I just wondered how they feel so comfortable doing that. <laughs> what, the cheerleaders? Yeah. They're practicing. Yeah. <laughs> they have practice. You um, know, more injuries happen in cheerleading than any other high school sport. Yeah, Is I believe it, really? it. From the I don't know if you consider cheerleading and... a sport per se, but it, it's there are more injuries than there are in you football and basketball. You get credit for it, so yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. it's a sport. <laughs> Page, you were good. I'm waiting for you to be great. All right, so on the bottom, the first uh, thing she reveals is Dallas on the bottom of the pyramid. On the bottom of the pyramid. And next, Kendall. That's El Paso. Whoa, she she just revealed El Paso in the same level as Dallas. You didn't stick out to me. Next. So you already think, wow, big contenders on the bottom. Yeah. Is Brooke. Next. Brownsville. Then, Brownsville. then all of a sudden Brownsville. Then she oh, moves up to, them. to the to the next to the top level on her pyramid of Texas cities. Nia. Lubbock. And I, I don't know how this works because she's calling people out by name, but Lubbock is on the second tier. You're third on the pyramid. You were third overall high score. And Mackenzie? Uh, San Antonio. And on top of the pyramid, going three for three. What do you think it's going to be? Everybody put in your guesses. Uh, H-Town. H-Town. Yeah. Right. H-Town's major. Got all, all three major sports. Well over 
you know, a million, close to two million people. You're an hour from the beach. Three international airports. Yeah. Got to be H-Town, right? Yeah. I agree. Hey, once again, is Maddie. On the bottom? So it was Houston. Houston. I used to live there. Okay, so they're one at the top, two, three, four, five, six. So if I had to rank the Texas cities, mm-hmm. Lubbock, Dallas, El Paso. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Okay, here's how I'm going to do this. Number one, I guess I'll give to Dallas. I think it's got the larger, I don't know, it's probably real close with Houston. They, You know, population aside, Dallas is just Texas. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Dallas is Texas' number one city. Oh, okay. Why? Cowboys. Yeah. It's kind of its geographical location. Fort Worth. I mean, it's a metroplex, really. It's a, the metroplex, right. So, and definitely Dallas-Fort Worth. On level two, the only way I get away with this is combining the San Antonio and Austin metro areas to make it San Antonio-Austin. Because I really do think of it as like one really, really big sprawling city. You know, you could drive from Austin to San Antonio and you're never really in the country. So I say Austin, San Antonio, and Houston are on that second level. And then third level, Uh El Paso. All right. Lubbock, I guess. Yeah. Lubbock's got. You know, a huge school there. It's got a population probably three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, and then in the in the final place, one, two, three, four, five. In this place number six, I guess. John Amarillo, maybe. No, oh, okay. Okay, nice. No Nacogdoches. A Nacogdoches is a pretty small. <laughs> you know, Nacogdoches <laughs> is not that big a metro area. It's a pretty small town. Joanna, would you make any adjustments to that? Uh, not really. I'm, as so there's Paso, there's I'm a not... there was, there's yeah. a first tier city and there's only room for one. So that's Dallas. That's El Paso for me. There's a second tier city. Mm-hmm. I got Houston and I got San Antonio and San Antonio and Austin as a package deal. And then on the third tier cities, El Paso, Lubbock, and I could go Abilene too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might give it to Abilene. <laughs> Anything I'm forgetting? Look, as an El Paso, and I'm just happy we're on the pyramid. <laughs> just so we made the pyramid. <laughs> All right, let's get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events and find out what is happening today. It is July the 13th, 2022, and today is World Cup Soccer Day. No, look at that. Wait, is the World Cup going on? No, it doesn't start till November. <laughs> But because it's usually in the summer. Wait, wait, is it still off schedule because of COVID? No, it's off schedule because it's too hot where it's going to be happening. Oh, this in is, Qatar. they're having it in Qatar yeah. or Qatar. Mm-hmm. And why did they schedule, this was a big controversy because they were like, why do you schedule it in Qatar in the when it's hottest too hot places. to even play it when it's supposed they to? They had that issue when they had it in Brazil that year and then in Africa. Well, and they would have to take like a bunch of breaks. World soccer is kind of like known as corrupt, a corrupt organization. Wow. 
they were saying there's probably a lot of under the table. No, there's over. It's been proven. I mean, the the major guy who was in charge of world soccer was uh, indicted on tons of corruption charges in Europe. No, I saw a documentary about that. the guy in Europe, the, right? Now the guy I saw had an apartment in New York City, and he had a separate apartment. They were both like multi million dollar apartments. He had a separate apartment just for his cats. You didn't see that that one, and he was like the thief. Yeah, the big wig he's in the best soccer. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about no. world. The FIFA. documentary I saw was like the main FIFA guy. The FIFA in guy, the yeah. United States. Today's also National French Fries Day, so there are a lot of free French fry offers. But spoiler, they usually involve you getting the app or making an order through there. Yeah, th- there's nothing wrong with that, Buzz. I'm not going to get your app for <laughs> free french fries. It's going to take better than that. Birthdays today include actor Kim Jeong from the Hangover movies and uh, Mr. Chang on Community. And he's one of the judges on The Masked Singer. Kim Jeong is 53 today. Former NBA star Spud Webb is 59. He had a solid career in the NBA, but what he was most famous for was winning the 1986 slam dunk contest, despite standing only five foot seven inches tall. Oh, it's funny that Spud Webb's birthday is on National French Friday because he's a small fry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spud potatoes, got it. On so many levels, very appropriate. The mind of a comedian always working. <laughs> Actor Tom Kenny, most famous for being the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, is having a birthday today. The guy who does SpongeBob's voice is mm-hmm. 60 today. <gasps> 60? Yeah. Joanna, have you been on TikTok and you hear that SpongeBob rap song? Hell yeah. I nice love song. that rap song. It's great. Now, is that officially from the TV show? I don't know. Okay. Buzz on TikTok and stuff, there's like uh, audio that they use of SpongeBob rapping to. Well, does it sound like it's really Spongebob? It sounds like really like it's Spongebob, yeah. And that is probably the thing. I mean, does he say anything beyond the pale? No, it's clean. No, it is clean. It's it's probably a real thing. Writer, director Cameron Crowe is 65. He uh, either wrote or directed or both movies such as Jerry Maguire, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Almost Famous and Say Anything. And he was married to one of the one of the sisters in the band Heart, but I don't remember which one. Cheech Marin is 76, one of the original Latin kings of comedy. And, of course, he was, you know, one of the most famous comedy duos of all time with Cheech and Chong. So happy birthday to Cheech, who turned 76. Harrison Ford. Iconic as Han Solo and Indiana Jones and is coming back somehow for a fifth Indiana Jones movie, we hear. Can he still walk? Um, I don't know. He can't fly a plane. (laughs) Harrison Ford is 80 today. And Roger McGuinn of The Birds, lead singer of The Birds, uh, Roger McGuinn is 80. One other celebrity birthday, but it's a big one. Patrick Stewart is 82. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, yeah. Just give Hell your yeah. ID card to the border guard. You know your alias says you're Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Picard. You remember that song? Mm-mm. I think you're not it. No. <laughs> uh, 
Patrick Stewart also played Professor X in the X-Men movies uh, when Professor X wasn't. Oh, what's that other actor's name? John McAvoy? James, James McAvoy? McAvoy. Yeah. Jimmy when McAvoy? Not, when he's not Jimbo McAvoy, he's definitely Patty Boy Stewart. Uh, as I mentioned, today is National French Fry Day. Ooh, and I'm trying to find out where I can get some delicious spuds. You'd be happy to download whatever app it takes just to get your hands on some free French fries yeah. today, huh? Yeah, and then I'll delete the app, Buzz. You know, it's not that hard of a process. It's not like... Buzz is like, but that's how they get, they get it's not how roll. It's not rolling a stone up a hill. You're already in the belly of the beast at that what, point. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What does what mean? What does that mean? Like, who's the beast? Is they there an probably, enemy? They, they, prob- they, they probably are. got your information... They probably all inside your phone, and they're, they're probably in, sharing it with all their friends. They're inside my phone. Yeah, they're inside and, your phone. And they're your app, their apps on there, and all you got was and soggy how, French fries. And how does that affect you? I, just that I won't do it. So it's, you other saps can go ahead. I'm not going to stand in your way. <laughs> okay. There's no way I'm signing over my soul <laughs> for, for French, French fries. fries. July 13th, that's today. It's also Embrace Your Inner Geekness Day. Uh, so, if you thought May the 4th be with you was the only geek day, nope, no more. Today's wow. Embrace Your Inner Geekness Day. I have tape on my glasses, <laughs> a pocket protector too. Where is this, where is this going? <laughs> I'm going to the comic convention in my Batman costume. Call the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Call our new phone number. 915. Air would help, yeah. Fans? Well. Even? I definitely have fans going. But, but hope- you need something fresh. The fan is just blowing air. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I've got one of those fans that you put water, you put the oh, colder sweet. the water, you put cold water mm-hmm. in it, and that, that makes the air colder, but. Have you put your pillowcase in the freezer? No, but oh. I usually that that would be the next step. <laughs> if this do issue does not find amazing. a resolution soon, Although, I might just take all my bedding. One time, my pillowcase got stuck on the freezer thing that makes the ice. <laughs> the coil. My dad got mad and he had to fix it. Joanna, why is all your laundry in the he freezer? Was like, Stop putting your pillowcase in the freezer. We mentioned that today is Harrison Ford's 80th birthday and that there's an Indiana Jones 5 that's already in the works. I think they've already filmed it. There's a a petition or at least a push among fans of Indiana Jones. Here's what they want. They want the movie to open up with Indiana Jones realizing that everything happened in the fourth movie was a dream. Or whatever. So what? the deal about him being in a... It was all a dream. Where he was in a refrigerator and survived a nuclear blast at Ground Zero. Nice. Dream. Shia LaBeouf being his son. Dream. dream. The crystal skulls, the aliens, all of it. Dream. I, I could be down with that. Yeah. <laughs> I could go over it. I've got some uh, neckline calls. You want to check some of these out? 
Mm. Remember, you can leave a message for the morning show on the uh, neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. And let's find out what kind of messages we've gotten recently. Yeah, listening to yesterday's show, dude, it's Sherbert, not Sherbet. <laughs> okay. If you say Sherbet, you probably spell color with a U. You probably say mayonnaise instead of mayonnaise. But I say caramel instead of caramel. Probably say ketchup instead of ketchup. Sherbert, dude. Come on. Phonetics. <laughs> I didn't catch the distinction between some of this I stuff. What was right? the deal between ketchup and... You probably call ketchup ketchup. Who calls it mayonnaise? I say sometimes. May- probably say mayonnaise, mayonnaise instead of mayonnaise. Okay, so it's supposed to be mayonnaise? He's saying... That- that it's supposed to be mayonnaise. Yeah, instead of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I mean, how would you get mayo out of mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. 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 Now who's being all friend, fancy British talking? <laughs> Spelling color with a U. What is it, color with a U? <laughs> <laughs> I think caramel instead of caramel. Caramel. We, we determined Car- that there is no proper way to say these things. It just depends on... Hey, dude, you can say whichever way whatever you want. Whatever way you want. No yeah. judgment. We're going to... I, for one, will be calling People, it People, listen, Sherbet. we had somebody who was... Yeah, that's what I'm doing from yeah, now on. I'm going to call it a sherbet. <laughs> like a, like a sorbet. You sure are my bay. How okay. upset... We, we had one caller yesterday that was upset that, that we said it was... That we said it was Sherbert. Right. Now it's a call today. The no, guy's upset that men. we're... Well, what's the difference between ketchup and ketchup? I don't Probably know. say ketchup instead of ketchup. 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 Would you like some ketchup? Oh, have you ever heard people who say cats up? See, yeah. what is that? Is that supposed to be a thing too? It's ketchup, though, right? It doesn't matter. Just like I've how only heard it in Mexico when they're like, it's got Ka- soup. Got soup. That's. But you know, also if you want to say nuclear also in or nuclear, Korea, I mean, you might hear the term. <laughs> no. First of all, <laughs> nuclear. It, it's it's not nuclear. You know, I I say it how I want. Phonetics, dude. Yeah, phonetics, to dude. What this guy saying? Idiot. Sherbert, dude. Come on, phonetics. All right. Sherbert, got it. Got it. All right. Sherbet. I'm gonna make everybody start saying it that way. Oh, you know, it's actually pronounced sherbet. I and wish I had a girlfriend. Gaslight them and say, like, yeah. you're the one saying it wrong, idiot. <laughs> hey, what's going on, morning show? I uh, just thought I'd let you guys know Billie Jean is back. Billie Jean is back on Mesa. Uh, it's only open uh, from 62, but it's only one ship, but it's back. Wait. Um, when did it stop? Okay, so it's all the one up here. Right by Utah. There, there are that I know of. There are three or the classic lineup. There were three village ends. There was the one closer to Utah. There was the one close to Shadow Mountain. Okay, yeah. And then there was the one by the crossroads. That one's now a butter smith or butter churn. It and I do believe the one by Shadow Mountain is also butter smith. Wait, so wait. The, but the one on by Utah is still village inn. What about the one on Airway? I don't know. Uh, I don't know about the one on Airway, man. What about the one off George Dieter? Yeah, don't know about I don't know, that man. one. I don't live in that town. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the West Side. You, I live in West you West Side snob. Right. It's not my city. I don't go to the East Side either. <laughs> 
You northeast snobs. Wait, so had the one The one in the northeast is a butter smooth. Had the had the one by university had been closed. It had been closed, yeah. And I thought, so we think that's the one he's talking. Wait, about. I thought it got because demolished. Now there's a sign on it that says "now open." As a village inn. As a village inn, still, yeah. Have you been into the Buttersmith? I have, yeah. Spoiler it, alert: It's a village inn. Is it? The, do they just serve village inn food? Yeah, it's the same thing. Really? Just name change. And what's he saying? It's only open, open from six yeah. to two. That's that's exactly what he said in this call. Interesting. Also, I had some friends come over from uh, from England, from Whitby, and uh, first time in the States and the first time in Texas. And uh, they were amazed by, of course, the big trucks and the vehicles. Uh, they were amazed by the portions that we eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing they were amazed at was we watch TV for free. And what, what I mean by that is network TV... Uh, over there, you need a license to watch any type of TV, any live broadcast or images. You need a license, and they were <laughs> they were amazed by that. Now they also pay for Sky and Netflix and all that, but they also have to pay a license fee to watch TV. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting, but uh, they do get free healthcare, so. <laughs> got it made over here. Uh, I guess they got it made over there, but I don't know. Y'all have a good day. I was not aware of the thing that I they wasn't had either. For TV. That's crazy. Everything's BBC, okay? Well, and it's been 20 years since I was in England, but everything's BBC. So everything's run by the, you know, the government kind of controls the TV channels. <laughs> Which sounds like certain it's ones. Repre- re- yeah, they don't control Netflix over there, right? But you know, the BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Red, BBC Blue. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the, oh. There's more channels other than that. I mean, but the, nobody the, ever told me when I was over there is like, well, we could watch this television, but we'd have to pay an extra fee to watch it. What did you look up, Joanna? Oh, oh, we've got messages in the app chat that says the difference is Buttersmith sells beer and wine. Oh. Buzz is a town cyst. And the George Dieter is a Buttersmith's. Wait, wait. I'm a what? A town cyst. Like a racist, but town cyst. Sides of towns. Oh, yeah. You guys are town cysts. I'm told. not. I just yeah. say I don't go to the east side. Yeah, you're totally town cyst against the east side. I no, do. no. Love the east side. Really? Got a lot of great stuff I over don't. there. Great people. <laughs> Really? Same with Northeast. Really? Lower Valley. Love them all. But I'm a Westsider. Okay. And I consider... Townsist. Oh, they serve mimosas. At Butters. That's the main difference is if you go to a Buttersmith, do they still have French silk pie like Village Inn did? Yes. Can you still order the Little Ville Inn pancake platter? What? What about Menudo? Yeah, they still got Willie Bart. Willie's in town, by the way. Oh, Willie's in town. late at night. Oh, he's already in town? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Willie said he's in town. <laughs> Willie Barson is in town, but he loves Ma- Village in Menudo is his favorite Menudo. It really is. Ever. And I'm not a Menudo fan, so I'm not really a fair judge. It all tastes a little... That's not that great. Tastes a little gym socky to me. <laughs> so, yeah, in England, you mu- or Britain, or what? Great. The UK. <laughs> UK, United Kingdom. <laughs> you must have a TV license if you watch or record programs on a TV, computer, or other device as they're broadcast. No kidding. Downloaded or watched. Does anymore. it tell you what the fee is? Does it give you any idea like what your monthly? $53. A month? Mm, I think a year probably. Can't say a month. Yeah, all right. 
But the the deal he mentioned portion sizes, that's the thing. When any time I have had friends visit really from any any place else, but especially Europe. So UK or Denmark or anything like that, not only the amount of the the serving size, but also how cheap it is. They just cannot believe that they give you so much food for so little money. And I'm not talking about countries where people are starving in the street either. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Holland. Uh, All right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, Nico Ajimian has news headlines standing by for us. Joe Biden is in Israel and he's declaring a Jerusalem declaration. I'll have the details next in news. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ. Nico is standing by to bring us today's news headlines. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Just moments away from Fort Bliss, you can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. With our look at news headlines, here's Nico Ajimian. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. It's been a summer of heat waves, and this week is no different. More than 55 million Americans will be living with dangerous heat today, including Buzz Adams. Daytime highs <laughs> well how above many, 100 degrees. How many Americans living without air conditioning? Uh, 55 well, I don't know. How many how many Americans are living without air conditioning? Uh, isn't that I didn't what, say that. What did you say? More than 55 million Americans will be living with dangerous heat today. Oh. Pay attention, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Daytime highs well above 100 degrees. Our forecast from California's Imperial Valley into Arizona and parts of Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, and just about all of Louisiana. Most of Florida, except for the Panhandle, will be broiling as well. The threat in the south is not just the heat, but the humidity. Cities set to cook today include Phoenix, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, and Jacksonville. Parts of China and Europe are also wrapped in their own dangerous heat waves. And Buzz Adams might be the first victim of no, El Paso's heat wave. No, you know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, oh, you know what else is good? Cold shower. <laughs> if you just go jump in the shower. Shower, like, cold shower, and then get in front of the fan, and then get your frozen towels. Boom. You know, another thing I hear, put your boxers in the freezer. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's brilliant. Actually, that sounds legit. Sounds yeah, so you good. do that. Make sure they're clean before you put them in the freezer. Although you don't wear boxers, do you? Yeah. Tidy whities? I think no, no, dude, guy. I wear boxers. Why am I telling you? What's none of your business? The hell? Just helping you keep fresh, buddy. Anyway, my AC's been out, and it's just not. It's not fun. Yeah, I had some. I had some of those like little miniature Hershey bars and little miniature Crunch bars and stuff. They were melting in the pantry. <laughs> like, oh no! They had, they, even your pantry is like the pantry's so hot that they. Oh no! They started getting a little yeah. soft. Hey, boys! I'm um, talking about not having AC. Um, when I was growing up. Uh, we didn't have central AC, and we, we didn't get a window unit till like, I was about 16. So God. during the summers, what uh, we used to do is uh, lay down as let us less clothes as possible and then uh, wet uh, have wet paper towels and lay them on our forehead and have the fan hitting us so we can get some fresh air. Just try to get through the night because it's so unbearably hot. Unbearably hot. But, yeah, um, it, it sucks without AC. It sure does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. 
My you girlfriend this- tells me that I should be using this to reflect and realize how <laughs> fortunate I am because of all the people in, she says, in Mexico that don't have any air conditioning and like old people that have to live without air conditioning. Yeah, she's kind of got a point. I mean, she's not wrong. I appreciate what you have, but... but why but am I being punished? But Buzz is like, I'm an American. <laughs> right. I I make more than I... American <laughs> with money. You know, you could buy a, a window unit. Window yeah. Ones, yeah. Yeah, but then your window's got to be, right? I've seen those things. They sell them at Sam's. Your window's also going to be open. Yes. Right? Yep. And, and the the unit goes in that gap yes. where your window's open. Uh-huh. It, and it's blowing cold air into your room. It, it really works. It's Does great. it really? Yes, I have one in my room because, again, so I'm cooler in my house. Okay, well, I might consider that. You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check in on you later today just to make sure you're still alive. He's all half naked. <clears throat> We're like a Speedo and nothing else. I got, <laughs> I, I got guest boxers in the freezer. Cold towel? Cold towel? You know, like if you go into... Some people make you take your shoes off before you go in their house. It's like, all right, strip down, get a get a frozen boxers out of the, out of the cabinet Here's your freezer. complimentary water. Boxers. You're going to need it. All right. President Joe Biden landed in Israel on Wednesday, kicking off his Middle East tour. On this first stop, in addition to meetings with Israeli and Palestinian politicians, Biden is expected to visit an Israeli missile defense installation and the Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial. He's also uh, slated to receive Israel's Presidential Medal of Honor and visit with U.S. athletes taking part in the Maccabiah Games. Maccabee. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Maccabee Games. The Maccabee Games. Who was Maccabee? The Maccabees, and there were several books of uh, Jewish scripture about the Maccabees, and they were... Uh, I assume this is a religious thing. Yeah, you know, I probably am not... I thought you were an honorary Jew, Jewish person. The Maccabees had something to do with Hanukkah. Like they, they, the Maccabees were rebels against, like the Romans. But anyway, listen, I I know enough to pr- correct your pronunciation. Let's put it that, that right, way. Cool. I know enough to correct you. Cool. Uh, taking part in the Maccabee Games, which involves thousands of Jewish and Israeli athletes from around the globe. The U.S. and Israel plan to issue a joint statement dubbed the Jerusalem Declaration on Thursday that is meant to serve as a roadmap for the country's relationship in the coming years. That's according to senior Israeli officials who briefed reporters Tuesday. The declaration would include a tough stance on Iran's nuclear program, committing both countries to use all elements of their national power against the Iranian nuclear threat, according to one of the officials who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Mexican President Andrés Manuel López Obrador agreed to spend $1.5 billion to improve smart border technology during meetings Tuesday with President Biden. A move the White House says shows neighborly cooperation, succeeding where Trump administration vows to wall off the border and have Mexico pay for it could not. López Obrador said both countries should close ranks to help each other amid spiking inflation and border challenges brutally underscored by 53 migrants who died last month after being abandoned in a sweltering sweltering tractor trailer on a remote back road in San Antonio. Now I know how they feel. (laughs) Oh my God, no. What? Do not compare yourself to the dead immigrants. (laughs) 
The tractor's was pretty sweaty yesterday. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. A series of agreements announced by the Biden administration pledged joint actions to modernize and improve infrastructure along key parts of their 2,000-mile border, enhance law enforcement cooperation against fentanyl smuggling, and promote clean energy. The president of Sri Lanka. How about Mexico putting up some guys on their side who are like, oh, you guys can't, can't come in to the United States? How about having some Border Patrol people on their side? They're like, that's an American job. They're right. They're called federales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't Mexico have their own Border Patrol? I don't know what the situation is. They've got a southern border, but I don't know what the situation is down there. Like, can people just come across freely on the southern border of Mexico? Because they seems like they can on the northern border. All those Central Americans coming into Mexico well, yeah. stealing our jobs. I'm all just right. saying they could they could help out a little more if they wanted to. I feel probably. Like. <laughs> the president of Sri Lanka fled the country on Tuesday morning, days after protesters stormed his home. Oh, and office. did you see him? They were just like inside his house and the official residence of his prime minister amid a three month economic crisis that triggered severe shortages of food and fuel. President Gotabaya Rajapaska. His wife and two bodyguards left aboard a Sri Lankan Air Force plane bound for the city of Malay, the capital of the Maldives. There were reports that as many as 15 government officials were trying to flee Sri Lanka amid the crisis, but were stopped by immigration officials there. Lawmakers agreed to elect a new president next week, but struggled Tuesday to decide on the makeup of a new government to lift the bankrupt country out of economic and political collapse. The resignations brought no end to the crisis, and the protesters have vowed to occupy the official buildings until their top leaders are gone. For days, people have flocked to the presidential palace, almost as if it was a tourist attraction, swimming in the pool. Just swimming in the pool. Marveling at the paintings and lounging on the beds. Sri Lankans... You mean they didn't steal the paintings? I figured they would just loot the place if people were... Right? Yeah. I mean, they got into the cabinet. Well, they really they want were f- carrying off the podium and stuff. They really want food. I don't think any of the paintings are going to help. Sri Lankans blame President Rajapaksa's administration for their worst economic crisis in decades. Stellar work on the pronunciation of that name. That's not an easy name. Thank you. Did you practice it at a time? Not one bit. Okay. For months, they've been struggling with daily power cuts and shortages of basics like fuel, food, and especially medicines, threatening to undo the country's huge gains in public health in recent decades. Meanwhile, the former authoritarian leader who enjoys immunity from prosecution while he is president is believed to have wanted to flee aboard abroad even before stepping down to avoid the possibility of arrest by the new government. Do you want to take a pause here? It seems like this might be a good time to take a pause. It sounds like Joanna agrees. Right. I bet I can name some things y'all don't talk about today. Like Hunter Biden weighing crack on a scale or Biden selling our oil reserves to China while our gas prices go through the roof or inflation through the roof. If that was President Trump, y'all would be talking about it all morning long. Y'all might as well be North Korean radio. Only report on what the Biden regime wants. That's wrong. I like the way he says roof. Just like the North Koreans, we allow dissenting opinions to be aired freely. Also, have we got... Why do I care about... Hunter Biden. I know he smokes crack. Yeah. He's not in our government. Also, like, Joe Biden didn't name him as like an a advisor. advisor that's in the White House all the time. Also, does the Biden administration give us talking? Have they talked to you or me recently? Because 
According I don't, to that, a lot of I, listeners, we get like what we're supposed to talk about every morning. I can tell you morning. that's not the case. I wish. Right. Right. If somebody would just tell me, talk about Please this, talk, it would so make much it easier. so much easier. Yeah. No, but, but that does not you happen. Everything here comes from our own creative minds. Yeah. <laughs> we choose these things. <laughs> Weirdly enough. Uh, play the part where he goes, roof. Roof? I like the way he says roof. What, what, just, what part of the call did he say that? Well, from the beginning. I bet I can name some things y'all don't talk about today. Like Hunter Biden weighing crack on a scale, or Biden selling our oil reserves to China while our gas prices go through the roof. Through, through the, the roof. roof. <laughs> inflation through the roof. Through the roof. Is? If that was President Trump, y'all would be talking about it all morning long. I think we've mentioned the gas prices before. Yeah, and <laughs> is Biden selling our oil reserves to China? I don't know if that's Somebody true. should look into that. Yeah. I mean, like, double check that. Yeah. Can't let that go. Unchecked. I'd probably have an opinion on that if I knew that to be the case. But Going through the roof? Roof. Yeah, inflation's bad. Things are bad for some people. I, I don't know. I feel like Where Biden's else? Biden's approval numbers are about as low as you could. But you know what's go. nice about? Where else are you going to weigh your crack? Uh, right. It's on a scale. Right. Huh? But you know, the I'm nice... not going to fault the guy for weighing his crack on a scale. <laughs> He's not just doing it in his hands, at least. Yeah. <laughs> He wants to get an accurate measurement. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, Can seriously. you believe that in somebody's world, the biggest thing is what Hunter Biden used to weigh his crack with? Crack? I don't think about Hunter Biden at all because as far as I know, he's not, he's not offering, the government. He's not negotiating on behalf of his father. He's not in the White House giving his opinion. He's not part of the administration. This obsession with Hunter Biden seems to be a pretty neat niche group of people that really, really want to know what the latest on Hunter Biden is. So The nice thing is, I, we have a boring government again, and that's all I care yeah, about. Right, boring. Nice, boring government. But it's a big controversy because the First Lady compared Mexican-Americans to breakfast, breakfast tacos. <laughs> to which I say, offense, they're breakfast burritos. <laughs> they are. Alright, let's take a break and we'll come back. We've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. We'll <laughs> All right, we're set to get uh, back into the news with Nico. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. They're just moments away from Fort Bliss. And you can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Back to our news headlines with Nico Ajimian. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. A presidential tweet that some saw as a call to arms. An unhinged meeting in the White House. Violent extremists planning to storm the Capitol as President Donald Trump pushed lies about election fraud. At its seventh hearing, the House January 6th panel on Tuesday showed further evidence that Trump was told repeatedly that his claims of fraud were false, but that he continued to push them anyway. At the time, he turned to the widest possible audience on Twitter, calling his supporters, some of them violent, to Washington on January 6th to not only protest, but be wild as Congress certified President Biden's victory. Be wild was in quotation marks. I got to tell you, I think one thing that that Trump is pretty good at is knowing how to tiptoe right up to the line. It seems like, you know, it's going to be wild and then you leave off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
like over the course of his some people say he never learns anything but somehow over the course of his life he's learned how okay if i if i say this or a lot of sources are saying i keep hearing you know mm-hmm. he, he puts oh, yeah, things he in a these. way that always leaves him enough wiggle room yeah. i mean he's very cage he is very cagey super cagey yeah like a snake sorry <clears throat> yeah but then there are some things that that went on that are just you're like ah, how could how could anybody in this position be so dumb but when it comes to other things like mainly saving his skin really good at he's it. really really good yeah he's got a good instinct for not getting not not getting pinned down on anything well that's what they call him teflon don Jason Van Tattenhove, a former spokesman for the Oath Keepers militia group testifying in person, characterized his former group as a dangerous militia. Another witness, Stephen Ayers, who admitted to illegally entering the Capitol, testified about what made him decide to leave. Uh, Am I plugged in? Go ahead. I was hanging on every word he was saying. Everything he was putting out, I was following it. I mean, if I was doing it Hundreds of thousands or millions of other people are, are doing it, or maybe even still doing it. When President Trump put his tweet out, we literally left right after that come out. Um, you know, to me, if he would have done that earlier in the day, 1.30, I, I, you know, you know, we wouldn't be in this, maybe we wouldn't be in this bad of a situation or something. Was that the jean jacket guy? I believe so. Yes. It's like, dude, you're already kind of in hot water. You're going to Capitol Hill, not Sturgis. <laughs> Maybe find a... You know, people don't dress up to fly these days. Find, people, yeah, people just... People don't dress up nice when they go to our nation's capital. <laughs> just as the hearing was drawing to a close, the question of witness tampering was once again raised by Representative Liz Cheney. She revealed that Donald Trump had attempted to contact a person who was talking to the panel, but who hadn't yet testified. We will take any effort to influence witness testimony very seriously, Cheney reiterated. She said the committee had notified the Justice Department. So this uh, is a thing that could also be prosecuted if the Justice Department decides to do it. Like, you know, how many were were a year and a half out from January 6th, 2020, and... This is another thing they can add on to the deal. Hey, there's some more illegality on the part of the former president here. Former Trump White House counsel, basically the lawyer for the White House, Pat Cipollone, uh, believes there was no fraud in the 2020 election. If your question is that I believe he, if your question is that I believe he should concede the election at a point in time, yes, I did. The idea that the federal government could come in and seize election machines, thats I don't, I don't understand why I would even have to tell you why that's a bad idea. Right? thats That was one of the suggestions that Giuliani, Sidney Powell had all come up with with Donald Trump. Team crazy. Said, was we're going to get those voting machines. Well, let's and just gonna... take the voting machines and we'll, we'll do it ourselves. That's what they do in third world countries. <laughs> right. Like the dictator who just lost an election will be like, mm, take the military. Go get the voting machines. We will change it. I think it's important to note that uh, Pat Cipollone is not. He's not a Democrat. He's not like a Democrat. Not a rhino. In the White House. He wasn't a holdover from Obama. This was a, a dyed-in-the-wool, die-hard 
Trump supporter. He very much believed in the MAGA agenda. So when you get these people up there, you know, one of the things Trump's complaining about is it's all Democrats. They got a couple of uh, Republicans. Of course, those are Republicans that have very anti-Trump bent, as they should. But when they get these people up here, these weren't people, you know, that were anti-Trump. These were his his guys. These were his guys. I mean, how as soon as somebody comes out and gives some kind of testimony, Trump trashes them on Truth Social, and they were terrible. To they're just, well, they're, why did you hire yeah, them if they right. were terrible? Everybody, I guess, was terrible. I have one more clip. Oh, okay. To me, it's sort of if you're going to make those kind of claims, and people were open to them early on because people were making all sorts of claims, and the real question is, show the evidence. You got a lot of these people who come out and say what Pat Cipollone did and are still like, I I would vote for him again if he ran. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike Pence hasn't said that Donald Donald Trump is unfit to ever be president again. I don't think Bill Barr has ever said it. You know, a lot of these people, they're like, oh, they're so courageous for coming out and everything. A lot of these people aren't saying they wouldn't still support Donald Trump getting another crack at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, as if the families and survivors of the elementary school shooting in Uvalde weren't going through enough, new video of what happened that day has been leaked. KVUE and Austin American Statesman released the 77-minute clip, which came from a surveillance camera inside of Robb Elementary. Let me uh, describe, because I saw the version that they had edited down to about 12 minutes, and that's the one that you see mostly, but uh, the Austin Statesman has it. Other media sources have the full 77 minutes, but in the edited down version, uh, kind of for public consumption, it doesn't show anybody get shot. It doesn't. You, they muted the sound of the kids screaming because that's definitely you can hear the gunshots. God, but how could you be a police officer in that hallway hearing gunshots and kids being shot? Let, let me tell you, there was a lot of kind of general milling about. And then at one point, some of them did go down a hallway. and But then they run them, back. They, as soon as you hear gunshots, they are running back faster than you would have thought those people were capable of running. Look, I get nobody wants to walk into a room where a guy might point a gun at you or be shooting you or whatever. But there's a lot of just general milling about. There's at one point a guy goes over and just gets hand sanitizer. and All right. You know, It shows heavily armed officers waiting for over an hour on May 24th inside the school while the gunman was inside the classroom. Some even applying hand sanitizer as they neglected to approach the shooter. Well, if you're going to stand around with your thumb up your butt, it better be sanitized, I guess. (laughs) The video was supposed to be released next Sunday. As you can imagine, the families are furious. What else does it show? Well, it shows the 18-year-old gunman walking to the school building and walking down the hallway to a classroom carrying a long gun. It shows a young student walking down a hallway until he hears gunshots. He then takes off back from where he came. Yeah, I saw they they included that, but you couldn't tell much about the kid. I just based on the video, the shooter didn't appear to see him, and he's believed to be one of those who escaped. Oh, see, because I had this feeling in the pit of my stomach: is that one of the kids that he then ends up shooting? You also see interspersed with the gunfire screams from the teachers and students inside the classroom. As for the police, the video shows the first armed responders arriving in the school hallway three minutes after the gunman. They're seen running towards the classroom, but retreating after taking fire. They ended up back at the end of the hallway, and that's where they stayed for more than 70 minutes. 
Meanwhile, the city council in Uvalde, Texas, has accepted the resignation of Councilman Pete Arredondo. Arredondo is still the Uvalde School District Police Chief, and he has said in his resignation letter earlier this month that he's leaving the council to minimize further distractions. But he's not leaving as chief of the school police. Nope. Arredondo was elected to the council just weeks before the May 24th mass shooting that killed 19 children and two teachers at Robb Elementary School. He's come under heavy criticism for his role in the failed response in the attack. Do you want to hear from some of the parents? Please. Some of them are upset that the that this was leaked early. Not they, that not that it shows they the, wanted it to come out, but they didn't want it to come out before they, as the grieving family, family members, yeah. had a chance to watch it and. Uh, so here is uh, one of the parents from Uvalde, Felicia Martinez. We're the parents that lost our children. We're supposed to do this together first, not for the world. We're suffering, and I know the world is suffering too, but these were our babies. Our babies that were taken from us. So you've got some people, like the mayor of Uvalde, I forget his name, the, the one who called Beto a, a son of a mm-hmm. He's saying, you know, this is outrageous by the media, and I, th- I think the family would rather see it you, you, because they end up seeing it at the same time that everybody else does. But I think there's an there's a feeling that if the officials in law enforcement would come out with this information instead of just having to wait until the media gets a hold of it because it was a leak situation. All. all- that happened by leaking it out is it was just devastating for us it, we're tired of seeing things after the media gets a hold of them uh, a little more from brett cross he was the father of one of the murdered students who's saying you know what happens is they won't they sit on this inf- this video or information that they want to see and they sit on it so long that eventually somebody leaks it mm-hmm. and it goes to the media and then the parents feel disrespected Nobody is telling us anything, and it's it's disrespectful to not just us, but our kids' memories. Yeah, there's nothing in that video, at least the shortened version of it, that they show that made me think for one second, oh, maybe the maybe the police are getting a bad rap on this, you know, or maybe. But think of it as a parent, like one of if you're a parent of one of the victims, and all you want is answers. You want to go, okay, well, how did this happen? Why why is why did it take so long for my kids? Why were the and, police so good at keeping us from going and in, now, but so bad at going in themselves? And now they, really doesn't that make you wonder? Yeah. Like the the thing that the police were really good at were threatening to arrest and taser parents who were concerned and wanted to go in, yeah. right? And then you've got the inside police who you know were not as gung ho as the ones who were facing down the parents outside. But imagine you're a parent who wants answers and you say, well, somebody give me answers and they say, the authorities, the officials tell you, um, we're doing an investigation right now. We can't really tell you anything. Um, then the thing gets leaked to the media. Exactly. I think that's what they feel disrespected yeah, about. sure. It's like, no, I get that. We're parents who want an explanation and you're stonewalling. Yeah. And then we have to wait until f- somebody has enough conscience to leak it to the media and yeah. then we see it, so... Do you ever feel like that, that sometimes these officials hide behind these investigations in a way that's... Uh, we don't talk about ongoing investigations. Right. It's very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very and convenient thing. When will you talk about it? Eh, about two years. You mean when everybody kind of forgets? As a private citizen, and, if you're ever being sued, or say you're a celebrity or whatever, you can always be like, well, this is a, you know, this is an act of legal matter. We're not going right. to talk about it. 
Well, an Alabama inmate is facing felony murder charges in the death of a correctional officer that helped him escape. Casey White was indicted by a grand jury last week for the death of Vicki White, no relation, who helped the man escape from Lauderdale County Jail in late April. Oh, I Remember you this? His attention, yeah, the jailbird. Uh, Go on. The, jail, the jailbird lovebirds. <laughs> They're charging the inmate with her death, but they said that she committed, she suicide. committed suicide. Vicky, and I told you there was something fishy mm-hmm. about that. Vicky died from a suspected self-inflicted gunshot as police closed in on them following a car chase. The pair had been on the run for 11 days and crossed into several different states. The chase, though, ended in Indiana. Casey White is already in the middle of a 75-year sentence. Yeah, so I don't think it matters to him. Yeah. Oh, you're going to charge me? Yeah, whatever. Sure. I don't know. But th- th- I'm going to so die in here. Didn't he? Wasn't he, Joanna, like... Um, crying over her body and saying, like, my wife. My wife. Yeah, my yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> Guys, this is a very serious. I'm sorry. Sad. I can't wait to see the Hulu miniseries on this. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. So good. The Whites. The Whites? <laughs> yeah. They are. They're the Whites. Keeping up with the Whites. Keeping up with the Whites. <laughs> so they're not suggesting, and I looked this up because I've been so interested <laughs> in this case. They're not suggesting that he actually shot her just uh-uh. the fact that it was, you know, he was a party to the events, the illegal right. events that were going on. So he, but, you know, say they give him another 75 years. Who cares what you're doing? Uh, maybe they could call it negligent homicide. Like his actions eventually I led to. I think it's felony murder. I think felony murder is the thing oh, that wow. they tagged on him. All right, and finally, a Napa, California man is facing numerous charges after being arrested, Joanna, three times in five days. Three times. Yep. Damn. Police say the last time came over the weekend when the 70-year-old allegedly attacked an even older neighbor with a rake and potting sand. Napa police say the first incident happened on the 4th of July when he was arrested for a trespassing incident and also kicked an officer in the jaw. That was followed two days later when he was taken into custody for elder abuse, just hours after being Wait, released. He, the, the elderly man, was Looks taken in for elder, elder abuse. Abusing other elders. And he kicked a cop in the, in the jaw. jaw. He's limber for an older guy. <laughs> oh I'll say God, that. Yeah, right. There's no word on what that was about. <laughs> Needless to say, this old man spending some time in jail. Three arrests, five days. Yeah. That's a record. I can top that. I got a true crime report. Did you hear about the Abilene dude who was arrested for the 153rd time? Did he get like a... a pin or a plaque? A pin, yeah. a plaque. A watch, One I of those... Think. Uh, once, you, once you hit 153... Free you smoothie. A, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's his platinum. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we're going to come back. we got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Don't go anywhere. All right, on the way, we're going to have a true crime report coming up later. Nico, why don't you just do the the Florida man game? You've heard me do it enough. You you would know how to do it, right? Yeah. All right, so there'll be a Florida man game, but it's a story that Nico found. Oh, I also didn't tell you the the answer to it, right? Yeah, you haven't told me the answer okay. yet, so I'll have a chance to play the Florida man game for the first time, I guess. The Emmy nominations are out, and I don't know how deep you guys want to get into this, but Succession leads all Emmy nominees with 20, 25. Most of the most of the cast got all acting right. nominations for this. Apple's Ted Lasso and HBO's The White Lotus 
tied for second. They each got 20 nominations apiece. And a lot of posthumous nominations. Chadwick Boseman, Jessica Walter, and Norm MacDonald all got posthumous nominations. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's was for What If. Okay, I was going to ask. He was in a couple of those cartoons. Uh, Jessica Walter for Archer. Amazing. She also plays the mom in Arrested Development, if anybody's wondering. And Norm MacDonald for Nothing Special. And is that the one that he filmed from his computer? The one that he was just, like, it was his rehearsal for his comeback special. I I don't know if that's what this is. Squid Game, by the way. That was a big deal last year. Do you remember? Yeah. Squid Game picked up 14 Emmy nominations, including Best Drama Series. And several of the cast members got supporting actor and lead actor nods for Squid Game. Uh, Let's see. Speaking of snub, well, we haven't spoken about snubs, but I will. Yellowstone came away with nothing. (gasps) No nominations for Yellowstone. Everybody's talking about that one. This is blasphemy. (laughs) I don't even know where you can watch. Big Yellowstone fan? Where can you watch Yellowstone? Paramount Paramount Plus? Plus? Yeah. It, but does it show on CBS or I'm TV? I'm sure it or? shows on something, but I know that it's on Paramount Plus. Okay. I didn't watch it, but I watched the Yellowstone that was set in the 1800s, so it's like the pre the prequel to it. And yeah. it's just like, why did anybody ever try to do anything back in those days? Just sit. Just, just stay in your hometown. Don't ever try to go to the West. There are so many different things. If the Indians don't kill you, bandits will. And if that doesn't get you, you might drink some poison water. But there's gold out there. There's gold in them Nari Hills. <laughs> in their final <laughs> seasons, Blackish and This or Us were locked out of everything but some technical categories. Uh, between them, Blackish and This or uh, This is Us, three total nominations between the two. Some other shows that were pretty popular uh, that are absent from the major categories Bridgerton. 1883, I think that's what I was just talking about. I think that's the Yellowstone one. Moon Knight, Pachinko, and Gaslit. That was the one. Sean Penn should have got an acting nomination just for looking so much unlike, unrecognizable as John Mitchell in that. Dave Chappelle's controversial Netflix special, The Closer, got two nominations. One for Best Variety Special and one for the director. I don't know. Will that be a controversy as people are waiting to see if Dave Chappelle is awarded with an Emmy for his controversial stand-up special? The Emmys are going to air live on September 19th, and they'll be live on both NBC and Peacock. So let me just do Outstanding Drama Series and Outstanding Comedy Series. For Outstanding Dramedy, Dramedy, Drama Series, Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have Apple TV, Joanna? No, I don't. Squid Game, Stranger Things did get nominated. Cool. uh, Succession and Yellow Jackets. Did you ever check out Yellow Jackets? No. That's the weird one about them on an island? No, no, no. They, they were like cannibals? 
it, it's kind of like a Lord of the Flies type yeah, of scenario, but it's not on an island. They're in the extreme wilderness, and it flashes back to that when they were in high school to the modern day, which is like 20 or 30 years later. And Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I don't think there's one that I've seen on there. Ozark? Nope. You didn't watch Squid Game when that was all the rage? Nope. And Stranger Things? Nope. The thing about Stranger Things is none of the actors got nominated, and they really felt like a couple actors... Got snubbed. Yeah, who was the one actor that that they're saying really should have gotten... Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink, they're saying, should have really gotten a nomination. Outstanding comedy series. Tell me if, if you've seen any of these. Abbott Elementary. Nope. No. Barry. Yeah, I've seen episodes no. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know how it is with Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, it makes me so uncomfortable. Like, as <laughs> he tough. keeps digging himself yeah. in deeper and deeper, it makes me so uncomfortable that I, I'm too uncomfortable to watch really? it. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. He doesn't like seeing people in awkward situations. Because he's like, ugh, awkward. Oh, oh, cringe. Oh, it's oh, cringe it's, comedy. Ugh, yeah, cringe. cringe. I've never seen the show. So also nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series, Hacks yep, from HBO great. Max. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Great. But I had heard that in the... the I haven't seen the last couple seasons, but I heard it hadn't been as good as the first one. Uh, only Murders in the Building. That's one of Steve Martin. And they were Martin both... Martin Short. Steve Martin and Martin Short were both nominated for acting Emmys. Selena Gomez snubbed, however. Uh-oh. Ted Lasso, which is on Apple TV Plus, and What We Do in the Shadows from yes! FX. Who saw the new episode? I did not. I, I didn't. It. I didn't. I watched Bob's Burgers uh, movie, the movie with my daughter instead. I watched that too. Let's see if they have any. So these are the acting categories, supporting actor. Uh, outstanding limited series. That's kind of interesting. Hulu's Dope Sick. I think that is about the uh, Purdue Pharma and the Oxycon crisis. All right. Hulu's The Dropout. Was that a... Uh, oh, um, I think that's the Elizabeth Holmes one. Yeah, the Elizabeth Holmes. Miniseries. Netflix Inventing Anna. Huh. And that's the... Why do you just... Pull? You look poor. You look poor. <laughs> I think I like your guys' impressions of her. Than, uh-huh. I've than heard, the actual I, one. Yeah, I heard her do it. Was like, well, our impression is not the actual <laughs> Our impression is the actress who plays. The actress from from Ozark uh, who plays. Okay. We're doing her impersonation of Anna Delvey. Why do you dress poor? Uh, Hulu, poor. We're talking about limited series. <laughs> Hulu's Pam and Tommy got the nomination and HBO's the White Lotus. Finally, their sex tape is getting the due, <laughs> the, the attention it's always been due. How do they? Sh- do Do you know that they cover the sex tape in that? Well, it's about I the start- sex tape. Yeah, it's all about. Yeah, it, right? it's all about the sex yeah. tape, and that's kind of at the center of it. But I'm going to be honest. Seth Rogen plays the guy who like sells it. I think. I didn't make it all the way through Pam and Tom. I felt like I had just watched uh, the Motley Crew. Docu- oh, the dirt, the the, the, the dirt. I, I felt like that was enough. Tommy Lee for for, for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding competition program, The Amazing Race, which has been just a juggernaut. Do you realize that 
The Amazing Race and RuPaul's Drag Race have dominated this category in the Emmys. And I don't, I'm not an Amazing Race watcher. I'm not a RuPaul's I'm glad drag you're not a race watcher. <laughs> the Amazing he's Race. He's not about race. Yeah, he's not about race at all. Uh, and those are both nominated. The Amazing Race on CBS and RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1. Also, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls on Amazon Prime. You didn't Prime. say it right. Watch Out for the Big Girls. There you go. Amazon Prime. Girls. Netflix's Nailed It. I almost started watching that. Oh. Is it about nails? No, no. It's like people who do projects, but they're people who are not good at doing projects. So they... I, I think it might be a baking show, actually. I think it's a baking or cooking show. Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, that's another thing. For the first four days, five days that I was in Oklahoma, uh-huh. no Wi-Fi and no no TV of any kind. How was oh, that? No. We hadn't hooked up my it, mom's TV. In the stuff. digital... Uh... Oh, wait, hold on. Top Chef and The Voice were also nominated for Outstanding Competition Program. And I, so when we finally got the Netflix hooked up, my mom's decided instead of getting cable, she's going to get Netflix and Hulu. Good for her. Yeah. So she's a little more forward thinking than I gave the old gal credit for. More forward thinking than you. But I was looking for something to watch, and I, I, pick, I picked out something, and then at the very last, I watched 10 minutes of it, and it's like, nope. Love on the Spectrum. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, my God. I want to start watching oh, that. It's I, amazing. Lisa I, has been telling me you have to watch I Autistic it people getting together. First of all, I felt like kind of crummy about gawking at these people. You know, they're people on the they, autism spectrum. They want to be treated like equals. And if real, if, you know, people who aren't on the spectrum are going to have their own reality shows about love. Right. Why not? Why not? And it's probably the hardest for them to find other people. Right. Yeah. And this is just a great way for them to show us, hey, we deserve love too. I was uncomfortable watching it. I felt like I, I felt like a very dirty kind of like voyeur. A voyeur. Yeah, like a voyeur type of deal. So. But Lisa has been telling me, you have to watch this. You have to watch it. Right, it doesn't surprise me that Lisa likes <laughs> it. <laughs> well, watch it. Do you have... Do you have it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. so you have that. I do have that. Watch it and tell me if you don't get the same feeling like, oh, okay. man, these people's lot. What? You feel the same way? Have You do, but you watch it anyway, right? You yeah. were just talking about how great it is. But you do feel like, oh, we're gathering no, around and that. looking at these people who are different in a way that kind of creepy. Yes, but I feel the same thing when I watch my 2,000-pound life or my 600-pound life. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and entertainment news with Joanna on the way more. We're going to get to our uh, true crime report coming up in just a moment and something a little different. Don't don't let it shake you. We are going to do the Florida main game. But Nico is going to be the MC. Oh, snap. He's, he's got his own crime story that I haven't seen, so I can be a contestant for once. For once. On the True Crime Report. <laughs> Along with everybody playing at home. Uh, here's some highlights for television tonight. Uh, there is ABC has a one-hour National Geographic special, Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth. God, they're just really pushing 
sharks. So, I, the thing is, not just Discovery. Now everybody else is kind of like riding the coattails like, of Shark Week. The official Shark Week isn't until like a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're doing it like we did it first. Yeah, I think it's pretty shameless. <laughs> Hulu is all about Hulu, how much yeah. can you like Jeez. sharks? I don't know. They suck you in, dude. A week like, is enough for me. Although we read some of the titles that they've got this week, and it's like I think our ideas were better. Yeah. Uh, but that is uh, Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth. You probably get to see Chris Hemsworth in his swimming trunks. <laughs> you know, if that's enough of a draw for you. Joanna, did you stay for the post-credit scenes of, of Thor: Love and Thunder? I did. Yeah. Do you know who that character was in the first? Post-credit scene or the mid-credit scene. The mid was you see uh, Zeus. Oh right, right. Do I know the actor? No. Do you know who the character is supposed to be? Yes. You know this conversation sucks when nobody's. I haven't seen it. I have no idea what you guys are referring to. We're trying to avoid doing a spoiler. Yeah. 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 That's a terrible way of talking about a movie. (laughs) You know that one thing they did at that one part in the beginning. Yeah, you know that part. But we can't say that part. Because mm-hmm. that'd be a spoiler. Everybody probably... Well, let me just tell you who it is. Well, I was going to ask, why haven't you spoiled it for people by now? I mean, you usually get so much glee and satisfaction. <laughs> I don't. That's not true. Uh-huh. I don't I, I do not do it on purpose. And this one, I don't I don't even feel like it's a good enough movie. <laughs> to, <laughs> like, it wouldn't even give me any joy to spoil it. it was, Buzz is like, you know what? Uh, I don't care. Wow! So you admit then that there is a little you joy. Get some joy when you spoil movies. You admit it then. Comedy Central has Crank Yankers. <laughs> so Crank Yankers have been off the air for for a decade or so, right? Or you know, ten something like that. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, who was originally Original. part of it. Wanda Sykes, J.B. Smoove, Adam Carolla is back. Natasha Legaro, Legaro, excuse me. I love. Cranky. I'm a huge fan of prank calls in general. Like anytime, and puppets, and puppets. Yeah, they do a pretty good job of it. But you know, Jimmy Kimmel, he he deserves credit for his ability to do prank calls. Hey, you got to start in radio. Yeah, know. right. Over on Fox, so you think you can dance at eight? And TLC has the eighth season premiere of Doctor Pimple Popper. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Are you guys into those videos? Not really. I I if I start watching ones where it's a doctor going in and they're removing like wax from somebody's ears for some reason. You I get know it's in. I do. I it's, I recognize how disgusting it is. But it there's just something gross, about yeah. fishing around getting there's it out. There's sometimes when very I'm all satisfying. Like, oh, are they going to get it out? Oh. They're going to get it out. Ugh. And then it's like, oh, it's still going. Some of the blackhead removals uh-huh. that they do. So. You know what, guys? I want to take you to the ER someday, and I want to show you a heroin addict's abscess and show you what a gigantic abscess on somebody that needs to be DC'd by a surgeon. I don't think I want to see it in person. And those are huge. Those are about the size. They could be I've this big. I've worked at a nursing home, all right? And what how, what do they do? Lance they it? Have like they get a stores. scalpel. <laughs> they, and the just cut it has, open? Yeah, the surgeon has to do this. Do they have to have a bucket and a mop, Andy? Yeah, me? Yeah. There, next Pretty much. Yeah. That was your job? Yeah, to provide all the... All right. A couple of celebrity 
Rumors. Well, this isn't a rumor. This is true. Bradley Cooper is dating Huma Abedin. Hillary Clinton's former aide? And the ex-wife of Anthony Weiner, the disgraced politician. That's who Bradley Cooper is dating. Well, she... Good for her. Yeah, good for her. She She definitely deserves that. Wait a minute. So Bradley Cooper's not dating Lady Gaga? Who said Bradley Cooper was... I know that a lot of people tried to ship them, especially yeah, when that movie came out. everybody was shipping them. No, I don't think it ever happened. <gasps> Bradley Cooper's oh, dating Huma Abbott. Who? Huma is? Huma, yeah. Huma. And he is... He's a better catch than Wiener. Yeah, for sure. Good for her. And Twitter is now suing Elon Musk for backing <laughs> out of their $44 billion deal. And what did uh, what did Trump call Musk? A uh, BS artist. Yes. Oh my God! I just saw a Jim Cramer's statement released about this and about Twitter suing Elon. Yeah. I, well, I guess you have to read the filing that they wrote. They basically called um, um, Elon Musk's behavior behind the scenes horrendous. Uh, infantile Mm -hmm. um, that he was basically making a public spectacle to tank uh, the price of Twitter to make a better deal for it behind the scenes Um, that sounds like what might be going on but then he went into this agreement with the one billion dollar it's seller penalty penalty, but and that's favorable to the seller and then for some reason he feels like now he doesn't have to he doesn't have to pay the billion dollars to right. change his mind because he says they didn't they weren't forthcoming with all the information that they should have been. So this one could be this one could be headed to court because we're talking about a billion dollars. I can remember when a billion dollars was considered a lot of money. We're all set if you want to get into today's true crime report. Get it. Let's do it. Right. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. Time for our true crime report. Stop breaking the law! Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. And Nico, since you're doing the Florida man game with a story that you're bringing to the table, I'll go ahead and do a Florida story. Okay. A man named Dusty Mobley is 40. Mowgli? Mobley. Mobley. Yeah, 40 years old. Ended up trying to outrun the cops on a riding mower. Probably not the best getaway vehicle. <laughs> Police have been looking for him since January when they say he stole a $40,000 boat. They I remember- tried to find him back then, but... They, it, it turns out they only caught up with him recently, so he's you know been on the lam. Oh wow! Since January, didn't Vicky Valencourt turn uh, Bobby Boucher's lawnmower into like a super speedy? Oh yeah, yeah. I did some modifications. <laughs> uh, Mobley was on the stolen boat when they found him January 3rd, but he drove into a Florida swamp and got away. Oh. And so they've been looking for him ever since. Well, they tracked him down Saturday morning. When they found him, it just so happened he was on a riding mower, and he tried to drive off on it. The chase lasted 17 seconds, according to police. They were able to catch him on the riding mower. They tased him and got him into custody. (laughs) 
They also found a bunch of things that are illegal on his in his possession. They found a gun. He's not allowed to have that because he's a convicted felon. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Florida even has that law. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, convicted felon. Yeah. Why not? It's Florida. Take your gun in prison with you. That's your God doing right. Also found a meth pipe and a handcuff key. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> He's facing as if he was expecting to be arrested. <laughs> like he carries it with him at all times. Yeah, just in case. Is it like one key works on all handcuffs? Is that the way it works? Yeah. No, come on. It can't, no, it can't, that can't yeah. be the way that it. Have you heard about the Arizona police officers who are facing questioning about how far they were willing to go in an undercover uh, massage prostitution sting? <laughs> No. I was willing to go all the way for the evidence. (laughs) Two Flagstaff police officers went undercover to massage parlors and took their pants off and allowed themselves to be fondled eight different times. Uh, State law, according to experts, outlines that as illegal. The operation, though, was approved by federal agents and the Flagstaff prosecutors and Flagstaff police. Federal agents called it Operation High Country Hydra. You know, because when you cut off one head, three more appear. Three more pop up. (laughs) Uh, So they were responding to a tip in 2019, and I guess what they're saying is that they just let these uh, massages go on too too long and too far. Police arrested 13 people, though. Were the officers the either o- of them? Officers, the officers weren't arrested, but I do have audio of the officers explaining their role in the massage parlor stings. And I was like, well, do you want me to take them off? And so she was like, well, your comfort, if you want them off or you don't want oil on them. There was kind of some confusion on that, so I ended up taking them off. And that's what I felt like the suggestion was um, from her. That's when I immediately started asking about the money and like how much. I've never done one of these, so I was fairly nervous and I didn't know where to like stop it. So I was trying to stop it quickly. So I had just like put my hand on the back of her calf. She like laughed about it. And then shortly after that, we did the rest of the stuff and then she had me roll over. Okay. So it sounds like these guys got... He's like, it was totally professional. It sounds like he's describing a happy ending. My again, my legit fear right there. Is a happy ending? No, it's just going to a massage parlor for <laughs> and a finding massage. out like in the middle, it's like it gets raided, and, and the, you're just there for. And a, I'm just there like for, for a, a legal massage, massage, and the next thing you know, your picture's in the paper or and whatever. Then tomorrow, it's like Nico's reporting it in the news. Uh, join a <laughs> caught in a sex massage raid. Man, I would happy. totally report it too. Yeah, you get dibs on the article too. <laughs> <laughs> A man in Abilene was arrested for the 153rd time. Wow. Did he get a free smoothie, a free sandwich or something? I, I think they give you a punch card and <laughs> every 10th every one. Is a get-out-of-jail-free yeah, card? Out of free <laughs> Jesus Guerra. In this mugshot you can see here, looks, what would you say, like maybe it is 40s or 50s or... He looks like you. A rough late 40s. A rough... Joanna, don't tell me that doesn't look like Buzz. No, no, A little. Or a rough 36. Wait, he's 36? No, I said it would be if he's... The youngest I think he could possibly be is maybe 36, 37, but that would be real rough. 
Mr. Guetta's most recent arrest came after he was asked by staff to leave Adventure Cove Water Park. Park staff say that, number one, he was extremely intoxicated. Number two, he was offering alcohol to a group of underage girls inside the park. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Who does that? A guy who's already got 152. Hey, you girls. Yeah. Hey, girls, come here. You want to so, as I'm going into the story, it turns out most of his arrests were fit for pan, panhandling and public intoxication. It sounds like a guy who's probably got, you know, a real, mm-hmm. a real problem with substance abuse or at least alcohol abuse. Abilene uh, police say that Guerra has two convictions for public intoxication in just the past 24 months, but over the course of his life. This makes the 153rd time that he's been arrested. Joanna, here's the story. It's more of just a headline. I kind of wanted to get your feedback as a cat owner. Okay. Toronto Mm -hmm. might make it illegal to have pet cats outdoors. Oh. Because, why do you think? Because it promotes community cats or more homeless street cats and stuff. Yeah, what Nika said. Apparently cats, domesticated cats, uh-huh. are just wreck havoc on local ecosystems, unlike, you know, killing birds and lizards and uh-huh. to the point that they are known as nature's serial killer. <laughs> okay. okay. Your familiar house cat. Uh-huh, yeah. Penny can kill a bird if we let her out for five minutes. So Toronto might make it illegal to have outdoor cats. And if you are going to have your cat outdoors, you got to have it on a leash. That would look <laughs> silly, right? No, cats on leashes look hilarious. It's cute. Do they, are they accepting of the leash? It seems like something Some they are, would just yeah. really not go along with it. Penny, all. not so much. You've already, I, I, you've gotten. Junior. You've gotten, a, you've gotten a leash. My dogs love, my, my, uh, a hoodie from Nico. I don't know if old dogs <laughs> love leashes. My dogs love the leash. They they love as soon as I go to they where know. I keep the leash. And yeah. then they start getting excited and then they're raising like they raise their heads up to make it easier they're for like, me to walk? find. Yeah, they right. They love they're it. so excited. They also take their own walks without permission. <laughs> they haven't done it in a long time though. But there are a a lot of uh advocates for wildlife in urban areas and suburban areas for that matter who think that this is the wave of the future is yeah you can have a cat you got to keep it inside and if you take it outside you got to have it on a leash good luck with that (laughs) a woman in odessa assaulted her husband after she had hid his prescription pills oh snap would you like to guess what what kind of prescription pills Viagra. Hmm, good one. Singular. Lipitor. Now Joanna got it. It doesn't say it doesn't say that it was Viagra, but it was prescribed medication for erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. 46-year-old Michelle Herman <laughs> was charged with assault family violence. Police say she is she the reason she assaulted her husband was because she was angry that he had gotten 
medication for erectile dysfunction. Are you cheating on? Is that what basically what Was it means? She like, do I not do it for you anymore? I don't know. It's got her mug shot, and she just has a look on her face that says like a like a million words, like like meth. And oh, you're saying she looks a little she looks a little messed up. <laughs> <laughs> July 7th, uh, officers were called to the couple's home to investigate a disturbance after Ms. Mrs. Herman's husband called 911. The affidavit stated that Mrs. Herman pushed her husband to the ground, injured his elbow during an argument. She admitted to police that she had hidden her husband's ED medication, and that is when the argument began. <laughs> so Where are I don't the know. Pills? Was it like. It could have been a couple of different scenarios. We're not having sex anymore, so I know these can't be for me. Ergo, you must be cheating. Right. Uh Or, Or, I don't want to have sex with you so much, I'm going to hide these effing pills. I need my pills, woman. And we're going to do it. Or maybe she was like, do I not do it for you? Does this not do it for you? (laughs) Right. Man in Oklahoma killed his noodling partner last week because the he thought the friend was trying to summon Bigfoot. Wait, 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 right. wait! Are you talking about noodling the capturing of these sturgeon or bass with their hands? You put them in holes and stuff. Catfish mostly. Okay, yeah. uh, mostly noodling. out there going for right, catfish. Right, right, right. Also known as hillbilly hand fishing, although they never nobody ever called it that before that show. Hand, hillbilly hand fishing came out. Uh, an Oklahoma man was arrested for killing a fellow noodler on the South Canadian River. According to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, not a joke, Larry Sanders and his friend Jimmy Knighton were noodling. That's where you go into the river. You yourself get into the river or a creek or whatever. <laughs> and you feel up in where you know these monster-sized catfish are hiding out. You put your hand in the catfish's mouth. And I think most of the people that do this are drunk, is what it seems like to me. Well, they were noodling when a fight broke out. Sanders uh, reportedly hit and strangled his friend. What? County Sheriff John Christian said Sanders appeared to be under the influence of something. His statement was that Mr. Knighton had threatened to summon a Bigfoot to come and kill him. And that's why he had to kill Mr. Knighton. All right, so are you following all that? Mm-hmm. Under the influence, waiting around in in the creek for catfish, and your friend threatens that he knows how to summon a Bigfoot to hurt you, so you don't you him. do that. Uh, he's been charged with murder in the first degree. Yeah. And uh, Nico, you want to give us the first part of our Florida man game headline? All right, a Florida man was arrested for threatening a family at a steakhouse with. A blank. Florida man. man. Can you read that again, please? A Florida man was arrested for threatening a family at a steakhouse in Florida with 
a blank. All right, well, I got mine. Okay, alligator, you can't really take into a steakhouse. <laughs> Can you stab somebody with meth? Can you <laughs> threaten with meth? I, I can tell you mine, Joanna. Do you have yours yet, or do you want to do it when Give we me come a back? Second. Yeah, let's do it when we come back. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. All right, we'll have the answer when we come back. Right after this. Hi, it's Veronica Gonzalez, and after the Buzz Adams Morning Show is over, I'll have El Paso. All right, where we last left off, we were in the middle of the Florida main game. I really must have been out of my element because I didn't even play the Florida Man I was just going to say, we didn't even do that. Who runs naked through a dairy oh, yeah. farm? Florida Man, Florida Man. Who never fears any bodily harm? Florida Man, Florida Man. Who's made love to a dozen trees? Throws in the balls that are full of bees. Who tries to bite every cop he sees? Florida Man, Florida Man. Purposely weren't playing it because Nico was the one conducting the Florida man game. Just out of the groove, man. (laughs) Florida man arrested for threatening family at steakhouse with blank. All right. Well, I have my answer. All right. I thought knife was, you know, too obvious, so I skipped over knife and I I went right to fork. What else is handy if you're in a steak (laughs) restaurant? It's gonna be a fork. So that's a good yeah. I say fork. All right. All right, Miss Joanna. I went with baguette. Oh. Threatened to stab him with a baguette. Oh, yeah. It doesn't say stab. He just says threaten them with a blank. And no, I, I think baguette. Read the headline again. I thought you did say stab. Florida man arrested for threatening family at steakhouse with blank. Oh, it with doesn't. baguette. For some reason, I heard the word stab. I mean, a really hard old piece of bread. Yeah, like what if he painful. was going around uh-huh. hitting them? No, she could be right. We got a winner. Oh, <gasps> it's the baguette. Could it be baguette? No, it's fork. It's not a baguette. Fork. That's huh. right. This is the first time I've ever played this game, and, and you I won, won it. it. Oh, look at that! What a coinkidink. A man was arrested after he allegedly threatened a fellow diner with a fork. Fork you. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Vatter was eating his, uh, actually at a steakhouse, and there were a, ki- a couple of kids next to him that just wouldn't be quiet. He told... Like doing, you know, like kid, you know how kids are in a restaurant. Exactly. They'll turn around and look over the booth at your table, or, you know, they're kicking their feet back exactly. and forth just because they have so much freaking pent-up kid energy. So Joseph Vatter became <laughs> agitated by the noise, and he told the father of the kids, shut your damn kids up. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not against him so far. <laughs> the victim called police later that he and his wife were trying their best to keep the kids calm, but the situation escalated with the kids. I guess the offender then picked up a fork, looked at the vit- victim, and threatened to use the fork to stab him in the throat. The dad or the kids? The dad. Oh. Reads the police report. Control your kids. Man. I'm going to stab you in the throat with this fork. fork. Well, that was apparently enough to make the father uh, get his family and leave the restaurant. Well, the offender, who was just inches from the man's face with the the fork, just really got all up in his face. Decided to (laughs) continue be belligerent and follow the family outside. Oh man! Really? It seems like you got what you wanted. The kids are gone, right? Well, he's a 49 year old man, and security video shows that he follows them right behind the group of, of of the family 
uh, right up to their car. Outside, the argument continues, and he ends up smashing the victim's cars. Or the windows of the back uh, of the victim's car. With the fork? <laughs> <laughs> With a dingle hopper? You know, I'm not sure if the fork was used at this point. It could have just been his hand. All right. But then deputies respond to the scene. He had just left, but they tracked him down a short, rail, a short while later with the fork still on him and arrested him. Okay. Well done. You did it. You did it very well. Who plays baseball with a feral cat? Florida man. Florida man. Tried to stab his boss with, with a sewer rat. Florida man. Florida man. Who's Joanna, can I have 45 seconds? 45 seconds. Tom Kenny, who's the voice of SpongeBob, turned 60 today. Mm -hmm. The guy who does SpongeBob's voice is 60. And Nico said that every TikTok has a SpongeBob rap. I love it, yes. That's really good. So, you know, I was curious because it sounded like it's really Tom Kenny's voice, which I think it might be. I think it's a voice, somebody who's really good at using a voice generator. That makes sense, too. I think that's what this video is all about. Minding my business, jellyfishing. There, we go. there was this bully, right? Didn't yeah. even seem like a bully type. Walked right up to me and told me, you, you look, look like a, a cookie, cookie bite. <laughs> I said, you could be right, but me, I'm not the looky type. type. So I walked away and then he hit me with a cooking knife. He said, did I tell you you could walk away, Sponge? I responded, no, and then he hit me with an eight punch all up in my face. And then I lost my patience. So I spent around and without two of my ray guns. He said, oh, no, and then he tried to run away. But I said, oh, no, no, no. little homie, you messed up my day. So I caught up to him, and I punched him in the face. He said, oh, ha, 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 and he hit me with some mace. Wow. <laughs> Love it. It goes hard. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. We'll be back. Willie Barcena is going to join us tomorrow right. on the show. So uh, we look forward to that. And we will talk to you starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So long. You know what I think? I think you talk too much.